about in the last episode the, having a little thing yeah i've got a clock at the house uh really? that's yeah it's like uh it can be like a, a, a timer a countdown the studio's making making uh some waves out there in the industry man i thought i heard joe rogan say a little something on his last episode about them stop the ship boys they really got a nice saying? visual experience man yeah <laughs> yeah it was like you know i i, I heard i heard them on itunes i came across them you know they were supposed to be in the new and noteworthy but i happened to come across them in the obscure crevices of itunes and they said they got to check out the visual experience so he said he went on the how many times are we going to tell you guys he went on the youtube and uh he, he said it was dope man yeah so, hey and shout out to jre jre the experience i may or may not have made that whole thing up but you would never know unless you check his dms yeah cheers we Cheers back to uh, episode seven. Boys are back in town. Yeah. Oh man! Great song, by the way. Don't know who the artist is. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. I don't know. I don't either. If you know who it is, leave it down in the comments below. Fucking, uh, how you been, man? Been good, bro. Haven't seen you in a couple days. Yeah, I think that's for the best. It's for the best for you guys, not for our friendship. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the the things that we sacrifice for the sake of art. Fucking, you made a road trip. Yeah, man. Went up to Virginia, bro. Went up to uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. Virginia is a beautiful land out there. If y'all hadn't been, it's wide open green. spaces. That's where I was born. Shout out Virginia Beach. Yeah. Lived in Norfolk till I was five, then got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Was it that kind of situation? Like I got to get out of here, bro. I don't know. I was five. Oh. You didn't have a say in the matter? Uh, my parents got divorced, so. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Dad went to Jersey. Mom went to North Carolina. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's a cool cool story there. We Virginia never, Beach, bro. We would have never met. Yeah, right? That's what's crazy. That is crazy. Um, so, I went up to Harrisonburg, visited my boy Luke. Um, Luke is uh, another one of our best friends who grew up in the landings with us also uh he's up there in virginia country and shout so, out you know you better be listening yeah went up there and he actually says he does he actually was talking to me today about uh life was a box of chocolates oh life yeah was like yeah the newest episode but anyway um went up there and me and the old lady went and hung out with him and the old lady and had a good old time spent a couple of days up there did you get to see where they're, like, building the new house? No, I did not. No. We were supposed to. We never did. Uh, it was kind of an afterthought, but I've when, seen pictures. When are we heading up there? November? November. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It was it was an eventful thing, man. So we go up there. Um, Friday is when we got in. Um, no, Saturday. I'm sorry. Saturday is when we got in. Uh, so when we got in, we didn't have a whole lot of time. We had like three or four hours. I was like, dude, you know what I kind of want to do, man? I want to go have a another nice fine dining experience. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to all go, four of you guys go do this. All four of us. Hell yeah, and and little one and Braxton. Yeah, cheers to that, bro. Yeah. So, cheers. Um, we go up there. He deserves it. It's some chop and grill house, and uh, bro, it turned out to be like kind of a shit experience. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. I imagine, I imagine you being there, like telling them, like, no, 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 guys, this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yo, you tuck the napkin in, bro. Fuck's wrong with you. Get some manners. Fork on the yo, left. Dead Luke. Ass Luke was like, dude, which one's the salad fork or whatever he said. I was like, I don't know, bro. I don't have a clue. 
But uh, but no, it was it was kind of an excuse to like wear my suit, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. dress down and dress up. And um, but no, it was we had some good food, had some crab. What cake, was the shit experience about? Uh, it? The food wasn't that great. And then also, uh, you know, we had Braxton with this little baby, and uh, it was just like he was already tired, and oh, so okay. he started crying and turning up in the restaurant. Really? Ashley had to take the the baby oh, outside. Sucks. Yeah, so it was kind of a damper, but. You guys um, have some wine? But it was dope. Yeah, I got a bottle of wine. Had some uh, you, silver bro. Chardonnay. This guy. You know? Um, That's awesome, man. Roasted duck. Never had that before. I've never had that either. Luke got... Uh, actually, Lena, Luke's Luke's girl, she got duck... Ro- what was it? Duck fat french fries with peach ketchup. Which Shit. was funky. That sounds amazing. It was funky, but they were great. The fries were good. Ketchup, you can keep that. Peach ketchup? I would try it. Yeah, I had to try it. What? How was what? it? Uh, it was just nah. It was you can keep that. It was okay. you know okay, it was I like you, had a little you. sweet peachy taste to it, but not my preference. But uh, that was dope. Had um, That's apparently dope, Virginia's got a crazy ass food scene up there, man. They also I've never heard of this. They got a cookie delivery service. Cookie delivery? Purely, you call in, place an order. They got a whole menu. They come deliver that right to your door. It was pouring out rain. They came and delivered that promptly. Special cookies. Yeah, whatever you'd like. I had two macadamia nut cookies because those are the best. Yo, macadamia. Of all time. I was addicted to macadamia nut cookies from. I was actually in recovery for from ninety two to ninety four. Yo, for real. Up in New Jersey, they have um, their grocery stores are different. They call it, they have Stop and Shop and um, what the hell's the other one? Did I know they used to have Acme. Okay. But um, down here, they have, like, Harris Teeter, Publix, um, which is weird that they have them different. But anyways, they used, at Stop and Shop, they would have, like, these macadamia nut cookies that they cook in the bakery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and Cody were addicted to them. Like, if they were in the house, they were gone in, like, 20 minutes. Oh, I bet. There's something else about the macadamia nut. Yo, it's something special, man. Luke got snickerdoodle. He swears up and down on snickerdoodle. It, it was pretty good. I, I had never had it, but it was pretty good. Ashley got some kind of uh, they like I said they have all kinds of different cookies. She got one that's like it was like a fudge something, but it had cream in the middle. You guys are snacking out. What's hey, your man, favorite snack? Out? My favorite snack? Yeah. Oh gosh, I know yours is chips, bro. Yeah, you know I'd be going hard. Yeah. I got um, I got a whole bag of chips in my belly right now. Yeah, I got a couple. You know, <laughs> uh, favorite snack? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. That's too tough. Like if I'm if Jeez. I'm gonna if I'm gonna like know that I'm going ham that night and getting some snacks, I'm gonna get a bag of chips. Yeah. And that always changes. Um, for the most part, I like like sour cream and onion. You're saying you always get chips, but the kind of chips change. Yeah, the kind of gotcha. chips change. Chips. Then I'll get like um, either a candy or a chocolate. If it's chocolate, it's a Kit Kat. Okay. If it's candy, it's those uh, soft chew Jolly Ranchers. You have yeah, them before. Those are man. so good. They are. And then to top it off, like I said, this is all the time. This is when I this feel horrible about myself. Um, Hagen Dazs ice cream, the pistachio kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god, it's so good. Pistachio ice cream is where it's at. Pistachio Hagen. Have you ever had Hagen Dazs? I don't think I have. Nah, not Hagen Dazs. Dude, they're gonna be the first sponsor we try to get. Yeah, I was at this frozen <laughs> yogurt place the other day, and uh, they had pistachio, pistachio in there. Um, which I've had before, and it's my favorite. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? I haven't had Froyo in forever, and I went and they had it. Phenomenal yeah, it's experience. fucking amazing, bro. It don't get no better than that. The other day I went to a spice shop, right? Spice. Where you buy, like, different straight herbs and spices okay. and shit. 
I've been there a bunch oh, since I I've been you, since I've at. been down here. I got uh, you. And uh, it's so like you know I like to cook, so there's so many different variety. Yeah. I saw this uh, type of salt. It was like a it was a truffle sea salt, and I was like, God, that looks like amazing. And I right. got it just a little bag, like where they weigh it super out. Super expensive. Yeah, it was like twelve dollars, <laughs> which isn't super expensive, but for this much salt. Yeah, and you wouldn't know because you just listening. Yeah, and then I taste it. I was like, oh, tastes like salt. Yeah, nothing's yeah. <laughs> like a little bit, but nothing crazy. It's that truff, truffle derivative. Yeah, I guess so. That stuff be going for crazy prices. Hell yeah, it really does. I don't know. If, I'm sure you do know. Yeah, I don't know if you know about these things that are occurring in your industry. Yeah, man. Yo, there's so, a crazy trip. That's that's dope. What is there? There's a there's a UFC pay per view coming up this weekend. Yeah. Oh man, this new John, this John Jones stuff coming out, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah, you know, uh, at first I, I I didn't do a lot of research, and I was like, dude, this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, that was like he the first thing he texted yeah. me back. But uh, I did a little digging, and it just sounds like I mean, I don't I don't want to prematurely say anything. Yeah, it's but a tough not, situation. There's not a lot of evidence out there to support these claims. Yeah, I, but good lord, man, I'm, I'm not sure a John he, Jones. Fan. In some ways, he's a target, you know, yeah. but. You know, put yourself in better situations. Like when you have that much money, yeah. why go to a strip no, club? That's Bring the saying. strippers. I mean, maybe you don't want them at your house, but get a hotel room or something. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Like, uh, you gotta play it safe. I thought I've Seriously. done this like 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 times. Right, but yeah, you, you really have to take some precautions, man. You have yeah, to. Yeah. It just comes just, with the territory of your career and your profession. For real. You know that you're a famous person, you do not need to be frequenting out in public. Especially at a place where everybody's intoxicated. You're, you're intoxicated. John Jones. Yeah. You probably are a target. Yeah. Now, he very I'm well sure could have is. done this. Like I said, I'm not prematurely speaking. Yeah. I would I would lean on the side, side that brow. like whatever she's saying, I'm sure he did something of that sort. Maybe she's exaggerating a little bit. I don't know. Bro, the article says that he popped her in, in the rear, rear naked, naked choke, choke and she escaped. Jinx, you owe me Which I'm just trying your half of the merchandise sales. I have to what? You owe me your half of the merchandise oh, sales. Yeah. They're coming, bro. They're coming quick too, man. They're coming. Yeah, we just got to we gotta get this logo situation <laughs> straightened out. Them stop the ship mugs. Oh, man. We just got a couple of things we got to do, but we're going to get there, damn it. We're getting there. We're going to put these things together. We're going to be kitted up and stop the ship shit. Yeah, we just got to keep building. Yeah. And if you guys like it, fucking give us a good review. <laughs> like, please. I'm begging you. Fuck. The no, dream's but, um, gonna die. But, uh, yeah, episode seven, man. Yeah. We're here, bro. Didn't think we'd make it this far, you know? Had a real pessimistic view. I thought the chances were slim. He's lying. <laughs> we're, we're having a lot of fun with this shit. We hope you guys are having fun listening. Enjoying the uh, comedic value that I bring, not Brad. I was thinking of something. I um, say I bring comedic value, you know. Um, what were you thinking about, man? Let me think. We'll probably have to cut while I'm thinking. Or you could like do some crazy edit where like you zoom in. <laughs> Yeah, 
so I didn't think to bring this up, but uh, I've been talking to my little cousin, Ronnie. Yeah. Right? He's been Mr. Going Rosenberg. Mr. Ronnie Rosenberg. He's been going through a rough time. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's struggling, man, um, in more ways than just, uh, Was you it know, the shout-out? Yeah, it was the it was the shout out. No, but he's he's like you know struggling mentally, yeah. financially. Why? Okay, got it. Um, and you know he's in that hole that we've talked about on that podcast where the walls are closing in. Yeah, and he's starting to have tunnel vision, like so he can't he can't hold on to anything around him because he's like you know in a really bad spot and he doesn't know how to get out and yeah. he feels helpless. Right, you know. So I'm just trying to, like, walk them through, like, knowing that I've been there before, knowing that, you know, I got out. He'll get out, too. Mm -hmm. But when you're in it, it's hard to see that. And he even told me, he's like, don't tell me that. Like, that doesn't do anything for me right now. And I get it, and I get the anger and the fear. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, just hearing his perspective and, and knowing how scared he is and how lost he is, it sucks for somebody you love to be there. But, yeah. like, you know, I told him about what we started off talking with, like just making a small list. And, you know, he was, like, thinking, like. He was like, bro, I already heard that episode. No, but where he was at, he's like, if he, yeah, that's funny. Uh, he's like, you know, if I don't come up with this amount of money, like, yeah. I'm going to get kicked out of my house. Right. And, um you know, I'm like, there's ways to find that money. Like, there's ways to get that money. And I know that you can't see it because you're just, like, tunnel vision. You're like, how is this going to happen? I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to, Can't see the bigger picture. Yeah. So I just, like, put together, like, two or three things for him to do, like, people he could reach (laughs) out to or something he could do on his own. And he was able to come up with what he had to come up with that day. Oh, really? You know? And, uh... But it's just a, it's just another thing that reinforces that, like, you know, so when I start to get in that mode mentally or financially or whatever it is, like, I'll remember these these moments. And it's like we talk about building that tool belt yeah, yeah, of, yeah. like, you know, your mind is a liar. Like, it just fucking plays tricks on you. Yeah. It really does. And it, like, it makes you think that, like, you're fucked and you're at the bottom and there's no way out. But it's not true. We had a uh, we had a little speech that we just received from somebody at my place of employment, and um, pretty motivational guy, man. And he's like just a pastor, but he came in and he said that like you know there's an average statistic going out there that like I mean it's a statistic where the average person thinks like eighty thousand negative thoughts about themselves every day. Yeah, uh, and we just. Who who more do we beat up than ourselves? Like and so you know, I mean, it just kind of goes along with what you're saying. Like we're just, Dude, it's, we we just mentally kill ourselves. And we've talked about it before. Like you know, just just guess. This is all theory. But back in the day, like they probably didn't care so much about like because you know they weren't jobs and shit like that. They had to live off the land every day. They had to like defend their territory or like, you know, go out and find food. Yeah. So they had these obstacles in their way that they had to overcome on a daily basis, you know? Right. So in our life, that stuff is so far away. We don't have those same obstacles. So I think that the brain creates these obstacles like, of thinking that 
like, you know, thinking all those negative thoughts, something that like you have to overcome and it's hard for people to overcome mm -hmm. that. But it's like these things are just like, I keep saying like a lot, but they're just in us. Like what? Like what do we create? This like image that like there's no way out. Okay. Or like, uh, you know, the hill is so high to climb that like how could I get there? Right. You know, we talk about how we look at certain successful people as like there's something greater. Okay. But they're they're the same people. So that's what you mean whenever you say that, you know, we we no longer have to face the obstacles that our predecessors did, but now we create things like that in our mind, obstacles like that that prevent us from Exactly. Okay, I'm with you. Um and you know, it's just like you see it all the time and, you know, different people you talk to and we've all been there as well. Yeah. And it's just like the more I accumulate all these different stories and perspectives, the more I like stop giving so much a fuck about the problems that I think that I have in my life. Okay. Because we all think that we have problems. <laughs> people that don't have the same obstacles that maybe Ronnie has or that I have that have like certain things that he wants or that I want, they still have their own problems too. Yeah. And it's like the more you could let go of these things and these like things that stress you out and this fear, like fear runs people's lives. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That sucks to hear about Ronnie, man. Sounds like he's really going through it. But, um, you know, just our conversation, it automatically made him feel better because Anytime you're able to like ventilate and get that out, it's automatically like shows that you you want change. You know, you're not okay with what's going on. Yeah, you're at least making one step toward progress. And that's the, one of the biggest things is just talking about it, getting it out there. The first step in to make a change in anything is awareness. Yeah. Awareness of your situation and awareness on what's really going on, not this facade that you think is going on. Yeah. What's the fucking truth? And it goes back to what you said about auditing yourself, but like not in your own mind of like, no, well, I'm doing this. Like, cause we have these defense mechanisms, like even in our own mind built up uh, to make excuses for why something's not here. Right. But have that audit with yourself where it's just like, you're being real and calling yourself out and then making a plan on how you can move forward. Like, you know, he was telling me about certain things he wants and I'm like, you know, you think that it's impossible, but I'll give you a couple examples right now of how you could get that done. And maybe that's not the exact route to go. Right. But it's just like right there. That's one. Like that's it can one be way. done. Like yeah. you just got to come up with a, a plan and execute. I yeah. Suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough thing though. You know, it's tough. It's, it's, uh, like like we've said before, it's always easier said than done. And I mean, it's easy to talk about these kind of ideals and values that we should hold. But then there's also still the reality of life staring him in the face. Like that bill's still gonna come, whether yeah. you fucking you know. So I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of crappy, man. That's kind of crappy. I mean, like we've said before, you know that uh, that's when the true test of somebody's character gets revealed is whenever they're faced with hardship and adversity that they have to overcome. I know that he, he can overcome it. I know of he will. Of course he can. And that's that's kind of why I bring it up. Is like. You know, I've been in that same position with that same fear and being so afraid of, like, yeah. what's what's going to come. But I got out of it, 
and I was fine. And right. I know that he'll get out of it, too. He's not going to die. Yeah. He's not going to get kicked out and have nowhere to live and become, like, a drug addict. Like, right. he's going to get those things taken care of. So it's like, you know, in my life, so many – that thing has happened so many times that I've stressed about, like, a bill or about, like, a job or whatever it is. And it always works itself out. So now I'm in the point of, like, dude – like you've seen it work out so many times. Why don't you believe that more yeah, than you true. believe the doubt? That's true. So it's like you're able to kind of control your fucked up brain because the brain just always goes towards that yeah, negativity, that, negative, that pessimistic view, and those and it creates those obstacles that you know you think are impossible, but still again those mental barriers, still yeah. again those blockades that prevent you from progressing forward and just holding yourself back. And it's always the same. It's always the same thing, and it comes from your environment, where you come from. The mind's a powerful thing, man. It's fucking crazy powerful. And who's gonna be the one to stop the ship? Are you gonna be the Are you gonna be the victim? You're the only one in control. That just sits there all the time and like, woe is me. Or are you gonna like do something about it? Yep. You know. Absolutely. I, I'm just excited. Absolutely. Just, <laughs> yeah. Calm the fuck. Calm down and get another <laughs> cup of coffee, man. Fuck. Would you calm down and smoke another cigarette? Yeah. Seriously, do we need to get paid to go fetch the lighter? Shout out, always sunny. Yeah, hey, great show. Shout out to my people in Philly too. You guys, I don't know how y'all are surviving it, but it's rough out there. Hey, they got a championship two years ago. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. It's a big, uh, a big accomplishment for the for city. For some people, yeah. Yeah, I'm not an Eagles fan or anything, so it doesn't mean a lot to me. But yeah, and they beat the Vikings to get to the finals, so or the Super Bowl. So, yeah, the finals, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, I guess you got a reason to hate them. Big Vikings fan over here. Hell, yeah. You guys can't see it, but we got Vikings shit yeah. in the in the room, in the dojo. I didn't know it was the Virginia Vikings. It's not. They don't have an NFL team. I just stumbled upon Minnesota as the team to go for. So... I think I know the answer. Yeah, this, you probably I'm do. I'm not sure. So, um... One of my stepdads <laughs> was from Minnesota. And oh, I he did was not a, know this. Okay. He was a Vikings fan. And I was eight. I was like eight or nine years old. And uh, Oh, Mary. Oh, man. Hey, so which, who was this? Paul. Oh, he was the Vikings fan? Yeah, I didn't know that. he's bro. from Minnesota. I thought it was just Randy Moss. I thought so that was the only reason. The guy. But, um, yeah, there's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ra uh, Randy Moss's rookie year, allegedly. Um Randy Moss's rookie year was 1998, and he had, like, the best rookie season. I think he had 16 or 18 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, which was the most by a rookie. Man, it was a freak of nature. They were 15-1. and one. They lost uh, in the divisional round from their kicker, who didn't miss a kick all year, but he missed that one. Good times. But, um, yeah, so after that, I was a huge uh, Randy Moss fan, and I've kind of just been, like, a huge fan of them ever since. Yeah. But, yeah, Virginia doesn't have any, like, sports teams for me to cling on to. But I like Virginia. Professional football. Yeah, I liked team. Virginia Tech. That's why I liked uh, your boy Michael Vick. Yeah. Good old Vick. He's paid his dues, all right? Yeah, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Not for you, for the people out there. He's paid his dues, all right? Cut the man some You guys slack. could hear the coffee cup just hit my tooth. <laughs> Once again, the mics aren't that good. I bet it caught something. You think so? No. 
all kinds of crazy things going on these days and ages. Yeah. So when we get to a thousand subscribers, you're gonna do the. We're gonna go somewhere and do uh, open mic. Yeah, I might do it before then. Really? I was talking to Ziggy about it. Um, it's funny. I was talking to him about it, and um, you know how I do have these aspirations to to write some comedy and get on the stage, and how I was wanting to, you know, whenever we go to this conference next year to do some open mic action out there. And he said, "Why are you waiting until then?" Yeah, and I was like. It's not a bad point. I mean, why am I waiting till then? But, you know, I was like, I do have to develop a little bit of material and work on some things and do some rehearsing. I definitely don't want to go up there half-assing. Yeah. Um, but, Open mics are usually know. like two minutes, two to five yeah, minutes. Yeah, and that's like perfect. Just work on a little bit of material, yeah. work some kinks out. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be dope. Um, and if I am able to get some material together before, then I'd love to because I'm yeah. actually excited about that. I think that that'd be a great thing. It's another creative outlet. I've always loved comedy. Yeah. Why not, man? Off uh, screen, I'll show you. Well, like pretty a pretty good-looking guy, you know. He is. Off screen, I'll show you a bit that Ronnie sent me that he's working on. It's it's funny, oh, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's all it takes is that like uh, just a concept, and then you just dissect it. Right. Just go through it. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's gonna be fire. Um, so if I'm able to get some material together before then, uh, you know. Dude, they have in Charlotte. They have uh, like a pretty big comedy scene. I yeah. forgot oh, the I name bet. of the name of the place. But they have open mics everywhere. Yeah, you know it would be hilarious okay. what? if you did if you did like a slam poetry type of set. Oh gosh, where it's like you're on the little drums. Like, did you ever see that one that one uh, episode of the <laughs> the Chappelle show where uh, Dave Chappelle was doing that? Like, um, it's like the slam poetry where it's like you know they whisper into the yeah, mic yeah, yeah. and. Then, He's like beating the drums like fast as hell. He's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. he's like, white people do this, black people do this, and then he stops. And it was like so stupid, but I thought it was so hilarious. No, I don't remember that man. Because so. like those people, like it's always like metaphorical, like what they're saying. They don't yeah, ever yeah, yeah. say anything like exactly how it is. Right. It's they don't come right hilarious. out. That's great. Best sketch comedy show of all time. Oh, no, hands down. Possibly best comedian of all time. Oh, yeah. It, depending on who you ask, that man was a fucking genius. I've Still watched is. a lot of his interviews recently. He's like a real interesting Completely dude. Completely different frame of mind. They, uh, they have this... Um, fuck, I forgot the, the name of the actual like interview that they do, but it's this guy at Pace University in New York City. Okay. Uh, and he... Uh, interviews like really uh, famous people and Dave Chappelle was there like a couple years after he like uh, ran away from his show yeah and um, like his perspective on some things is just so he's such a smart dude man yeah yeah no I'm sure he is but I saw uh, I saw an interview with him and Maya Angelou uh, at one point in time and that was just that was really cool that was a really cool thing two dope souls man have you ever been interviewed have I ever been interviewed? Yeah. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Music-wise? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Yeah, hey, I liked your music. I like my music too. Um, just never pursued it. And it's so crazy because, like, if you were doing it now, you could set up your own interview, like, so mean? easily, and just throw it up on YouTube. Just have somebody oh, yeah. ask you some questions mm -hmm. and, like, uh. Yeah, you you could be like if you were doing that now, you could be so much more creative 
mm-hmm. content wise yeah. getting it out there you know for sure um there's this uh this one beat that me and cody got when we made our mixtape uh which i produced and he rapped on yeah um i did a little rapping but not really um you did yeah a little bit you mm-hmm. were on one of the songs too and um i was the intro beat that we got dude it was like the coolest fucking beat and yeah. uh, we called it exodus um and it would be so cool if one day like i could buy that beat and like incorporate it into this it was like the coolest fucking beat bro I've been you know that's kind of it. uh i don't know if oxymoron is the right word paradoxical you know that, that's kind of weird right that you named your intro song exodus it's did the you, did you know that sounds you know what exodus means it's like, like the journey uh that like Moses took the people from Egypt. Yeah, but like the definition of the word Exodus, I think uh, it's like departure. Yeah, it's like a journey. Like so, you would think like the outro, departure. It's kind of the exiting. Yeah, if peg you will. throw. I, the I don't know. Definition. I'm just. I'm, I'm thinking out loud. The way <laughs> the way I interpreted it, which <laughs> my interpretation of everything is very weird, um, but it was like a journey. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah. Um, so that was like the way we designed the mixtape was like very story like. Yeah. Uh, so that was the beginning that's of the awesome. journey. Yeah. And that's what like uh, you know if you listen to the lyrics that's what he says. And we both wrote that intro together. Yeah. Which was cool. That's awesome. But um, yeah. Now we're doing a podcast. <laughs> but you're learning more about me. Yeah. Um, going back to the the comedy thing. Uh, Whenever I was hanging out, I told you I was hanging out with Peg and Ziggy at the campfire the other night. And um, I was talking about Peg, and I was just, I, we were talking about video games because we play, I play a lot of video games, and Peg does too. And, um, but he ain't been playing a lot lately. And so I was just kind of busting Peg's balls. We're having a conversation, and he watches a lot of streamers. A lot of people yeah. stream video games. A lot of people do. Which is dope. But he watches so much. He's like, that's all I do. It's like you would podcast. Yeah. Um, and instead of playing the game, he's watching a lot of them. So, you know, I'm just like thinking, I'm like busting his balls. And I basically said something along the lines. It was very spur of the moment. Uh, but it was like, I was like, dude, if there, you'd be, if there was a hall of fame for watching streamers, like you'd be in the hall of fame for watching streamers. I was like, you, you have like the most all time views or something silly. like Dude, that. that's why like, you know, I've told you, I'm, I know a lot, but it has I, I know a little about a lot, you know? I'm not an expert in anything, really. Right. But one thing that I think I'm, because they say, you know, to be an expert, you've got to have the 10,000 plus hours. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thing that I am an expert in now is podcasts, like right. watching podcasts. So with him watching those streamers, he's basically like an expert just when it comes to consuming it, you right. know? I'm not saying I'm an and expert host. I've only it. done that. Yeah, but just being knowledgeable. Less than seven hours. These things. Yeah. Um, but since he is an expert, he knows what he likes to watch. He knows, yeah. like, you know, he should fucking do one of those streaming channels. Oh, yeah. He's got the face for it. <laughs> he does. I think so. He does. But it's like, you know, because that's what I thought about, too. It's like I spend all this time doing that. What am I going to do with that? Yeah. What am I going to do right. with that? Right, how am I going to flip that into so- something productive? Yeah, because I don't want to yeah. stop. Like, I want to keep watching. I right. love to watch that shit. Right. Um, but no, I brought that up because I had Ziggy dying laughing when I said that. Like, okay. I know, obviously, you had to be there, but he was like, dude. He's like, did you pre-plan that? And I was like, no, dude. I was like, that was spur of the moment. 
but he was dying laughing. I'm just like, dude, I think that, you know, I, as a kid, I was always like joking a lot. I was just yeah. a silly kid who liked to joke a lot. I was the guy who played too much sometimes, yeah. you know. But just to try and get a laugh, that was the reason. And, you know, it, it's gratifying to get that laugh. It's like, you know, hey, that's cool yeah. to be able to bring people joy in that way. Um, so I think that, you know, I've got that. And then, you know, couple that with my whatever ability to write. I mean, I'm excited. I, I, Dude, I think I, think I want to get on stage, job. boy. Dude, let's do it. Like Let, we could find we could what, find an open mic. What me and you at the same time? No, we, we, we both up no, on no, stage. No. no, that's fucking weird. The Hodge twins been rocking that shit. Yeah, look how they turned. No, I'm I just don't kidding. know, man. They, turned, um, they took a hard turn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be you. Know what, you want to do it too? Me and you both go like up on stage individually. Yeah. I would. I would try. I would. I would definitely try. No, this isn't. A I would. I mean, this is. I'm going to do this. Are yeah, you, do you I'll, I'll try. Do this. Yeah, because yeah. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get on stage and do this shit. Yeah. So I'm excited, bro, because uh, that's gonna be fire, man. I think it's a cool segue too. You know, it just goes along well with the the podcasting community in general, man. I mean, you know, not we, everybody wants to be so fucking serious. All the no, time. yeah, it does, yeah, and like. You know, I, I just want to keep it more lighthearted. I just want to be more of myself. But at the same time, you know, like I said, we have the ability to segue into serious conversation if we want to. Well, that's who we are. And that is comedy. Yeah, exactly. Com- comedy is, you know, making making humor of just all of the... Life is shit. Life is a one big tragedy, bro. And that's why a lot of comedians are people that come from dark past. Like, yeah, you know, growing up, you were the funny guy and I was the funny guy because... Shit at home was like so fucked up. And yeah. Like that's the very true. Theo Vaughn makes a good point of like he always felt like inside that people didn't like him. So yeah. he knew when he was making somebody laugh, if anything, for that moment that they liked him. Yeah. So like that's always been his thing because he feels like uh, people don't like him or you know there's something wrong with him or something like that. Right. Uh, his whole goal was to just make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And it goes into what Glenn was saying. Like, you, like, force somebody to do something yeah, with their body. Yeah, they have no control. You know? It's involuntary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's the only thing that does that. Fear. Yeah. You could instill fear well, in that somebody. Would, yeah. <laughs> then that would just be weird. Like, we are, people are watching the podcast. You're just like, well, Shane, what do you, um, what do you really think about yeah, that? You're yeah. just scaring the fuck out right. of Right. Yeah. No, I think... Uh, I think it's a cool thing, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to move forward with that. Hell and then yeah. the thousand subscriber stand up podcast, which I think also would be cool. You know, um, something you said in the last episode was that all that these comedy store managers get and look at are these. It's just the tape. So, uh, you know, that would be what we would be doing. And so, in a way, Without a network or anything like that, we'd still have the ability, the the medium to deliver our own kind of content like yeah. that. It's a lot of different routes that we could take down the line in yep. that regard. But regardless, I want to make some people laugh and uh, just have oh, a yeah. good time, man. Make yeah, it. that goes into everything that we're trying to do. Like this, we want this to be a world away from your world. Yeah, you know what? Actually, that's a great way to put it. Because I was just thinking it's escapism. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Any entertainment is. It's exactly what it is. That's Whenever what... I would write music, it was for that purpose. Escapism. Yeah. To give somebody... The song we made, that that's on the mixtape you guys made. Music takes me places. Music takes me places. This is exactly what it yeah. was. The music takes me places away from 
reality. You know, that's the same reason I play so many damn video games. I'm yeah. always seeking escape. It's a world away from, uh, away from the real world. And so to be able to not, not only be a consumer of all this escapism, but to then be able to provide it to others, Hell yeah. that's dope. There's something cool to be said about that. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I'll take another swig of my thing. Hey, cheers man. at first. All right, man. Cheers <laughs> to that, bro. All right. <laughs> Fucking no. damn good sip. Oh man, a lot of stuff going on in current news recently. You got some stuff. A lot of different things, man. Like what? Well, first thing I hit you with is uh, so how are you feeling? I don't know if you've even done much looking or if you're a big Quentin Tarantino fan, but this movie's coming out this weekend. But actually, by yeah, the time this drops, it. the movie will have already dropped. Yeah. But yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You excited, man? Yeah, I'm excited. You Every know one much of, about Quentin? I've seen all those movies. Have you? Yeah. Um, and they're all fucking amazing. it's got amazing. Leo, got Brad Pitt. He's always got like those same guys. And I heard there's apparently supposed to be a, a, a twist at the end, which is not you know, new to Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm excited about it. A lot of big heavy hitters in that one, man. We're going to go see that this weekend. Yep. Leave a like. If you're a damn Quentin Tarantino fan, Fuck yeah. I'm a hard Quentin Tarantino fan. That's actually when, uh, whenever you've heard the intro song that we got, you know, we wanted to go with something reggae themed. Um, but also whenever I heard it, it was like, it, I had a lot of Quentin, uh, vibes, like some yeah. Pulp Fiction stuff. There's like, there's Reservoir Dogs in that, in that tune a little bit. Anyway, I digress. We've touched on John Jones. Yeah. Oh, but this weekend's card. So the I don't know the other fights. Well, no, I know two of the fights. So the main event is Max Holloway, who's one of my favorite fighters. Yeah, yeah. The featherweight champ, one of the greatest featherweights of all time. Fucking knocked out Aldo twice. Uh, but he's going against Frankie Edgar. Yeah. And Frankie Edgar's from your time as a... Uh, yeah, he towers over Frankie Edgar. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's an exciting fight because, like... You know, Max has been undefeated at featherweight for fucking four years, five years. And he's just coming back, right? It's been gone yeah. for a minute now. Not too long. Uh, his last win at featherweight was when Ortega and him fought, and Ortega was supposed to be this next dude that was going to... How long ago was it? When was his last fight? Um, at the beginning of the year. Oh, well, I'm thinking about somebody else. Um, yeah, it was, it was sometime at the beginning of the year, I think. Yeah. Um, but he beat the shart out of uh, Ortega. Brian Ortega for like a couple rounds to where they thought they were gonna his side was gonna throw in the towel. Yeah. But anyway, so that fight is that's gonna be an awesome fight because if Frankie were to win and you know become oh, yeah. uh, the, Shock the champ champ like he's not an active champ champ but he had the lightweight belt years yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, so to be a featherweight champ that'll like cement his legacy. And then you got uh, Amanda Nunez's son, Chris Cyborg, fighting on uh, fighting some. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like an all right card. Nothing that I want to go crazy crazy. over. But But Max is one of my favorite fighters, and uh, so I definitely gonna watch it for that. Definitely excited to see him fight. Your boy. um, I watched the fights on Saturday. Uh, Greg Hardy fought. Okay. He beat the hell out of the dude in the first round. There were um, a lot of first round finishes I saw. Yeah. So I go back at the, the main event, 
Leon Edwards, the dude that got the two-piece in the soda. Three-piece three piece in the soda. Don't forget it. He won, and he looked great. It was like a decision win, right? Yeah, but he, yeah. Uh, but the guy he was going against was a beast. He is former. good, though. Leon Edwards is good. Well, he's number three already. That's that's so. the second fight that I've – that's that's second decision, too. His first fight that I saw was a decision win. Yeah, so really. they're going to – like, we'll see what happens. That division is uh, getting exciting because you know – What is he? 170. Oh, You yeah, know yeah. that fight between him and Jorge, like – that's what people want to see just because just you know the UFC nah, all it takes bro. is little things like I that I want to see Jorge get the title shot well that so there's so many things that could play out. Edwards out it could game. play out where he gets the title shot he wins the title and then the fight between him and Leon is like a billion times bigger because now yeah, Masvidal is this but huge Leon star. wouldn't even be the one to get it it'd probably be the winner of the Kobe fight well it depends because Kobe's number two or yeah. he's number four and uh, if he were to lose, Robbie's not going to jump all the way up. No, that's true. So but Leon Kobe would be wins. the number one contender. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, that's how, that's how that shit works over there. It's all these, like, little small storylines that they, like, wait to build on, you know? Yeah. And like Brendan said, I mean, according to Brendan, should I say, that the ranking system doesn't even really matter. It's kinda, no, you know, especially nowadays. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. Cool news coming out of the MMA world. What about, you got anything else? A lot else? of exciting stuff. Oh, let's see. What else? You went and saw the Lion King. Yeah. How was that? I haven't even talked to you about it. Dude, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews on it. I have as well. Like I heard uh I was so on excited the to see Fighter it. and the Kid, Brendan said like he didn't like it. Yeah. I thought it was fucking awesome. Did you? Like I thought it was so cool. It was funnier. It was a lot it was funnier. funnier. Yeah, it was funnier. Huh. And uh you'll you'll see it when you watch it like Seth Rogen as Pumba, yeah. dude, he was funny as fuck. I heard he killed fuck, it. I heard man. he killed, he killed it. it. And whoever the... Timon? No, His whoever partner? the bird was. the Zazu? Zazu. Um, he was funny as I fuck. I love Zazu. Zazu's killer. Yeah, and he talked about... Uh, he just had this one funny joke. Like he played on a couple of different times, but he talked about like his uncle being concussed or something like that. Oh, yeah. Thinking he was a parakeet or something. But anyways, um, spoiler alert. Right. Uh, no, and just like, you know, it's so nostalgic watching yeah. that. Even though I don't fully know what it means, I know when people use that word, it's about like old cool shit. Right. Um, so, you used it appropriately. Yeah. I'm proud of you, No, it is. Along. It is. <laughs> fuck you. It is very nostalgic, and like, it's just done so well. And they switch up. It's not the exact same movie. Right. So there's different things that like, um, they throw in there like you're waiting for it you're waiting for it and then like you know i want to tell you but um but then there the only one negative part i had to say about it was one of my favorite songs in there they took out oh yeah yeah what song was it yeah so it's it's not a big song but it's one at the end when they timon and pumbaa are trying to create a distraction uh Oh, yeah, aching, yep, yep, yep. Oh, oh. some bacon, yep. They, <laughs> yeah. they, it wasn't they didn't use it. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see? So, yeah, I, I really, I you thought it was, though. I thought it was yeah. great. I'm excited. To and see it's it. so like, you know, they look like real fucking lions. Yeah, I, that's the big thing. I heard that the CGI was killer, but that there was the disconnect because of, uh, it was like, it, it was like it lacked emotion. Because I guess the CGI was so real, it's hard to like replicate a damn real looking lion. I guess a song it's all or something like that. It's all personal. Like for me, it was like it exceeded like what I was expecting. Okay. Like it was so good. 
and like I felt the emotion and yeah. fucking yeah it was I thought it was great and you know it's one of my favorite movies uh, especially my favorite Disney movie right so uh, I thought they hit it out of the park that's what's up yeah let us know in the comments if you liked it or not um, have you ever seen Lion King one and a half uh, no not really man it's the Lion King, but from Timon and Pumbaa's point of view. Okay. From the very beginning. Oh, really? Like, yeah. And, dude, it is so fucking funny, Oh, that's funny, awesome. Man. Dude, it's the whole the whole thing is just so it shows them, like, before they met Simba. Right. Uh, like, when Simba was going off with Nala, like, because, you know, they leave them. Yeah. Uh, so it shows, like, what they were doing. Dude, it's so funny, man. If they were to redo that, like, and oh, I doubt yeah. they would. But, but if they did. Seth Rogen? Because I don't think most people saw one and a half, but right. uh, I love that That's shit. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. We got another one. Let's hear it. Don't remember her name. I want to say her first name is Dina. This is trash. Peg, throw it up on the screen. Comedian that's getting roasted, that's getting blasted for oh, uh, the joke that she made about uh, XXX Tentacion. What'd she say? I think I pronounced that right. I hope I did. Tentacion. Tentacion. You know, you know who that is, yeah, that yeah. rapper. You yeah. know, he died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the story? Uh, it was like a drive-by, right? No, I mean, oh, was she comedian? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Don't okay, so. so this is comedian. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Peg's already thrown it up on the screen, so you'll have seen it. Um, but um, she came. She was doing some kind of. I don't know if it was an open mic or if it was a stand-up special, but. Um, she made a joke about XX Tentacion. She's like, yeah, you know, there was this rapper, uh, XXX Tentacion. Uh, he got murdered. He's dead now. Um, but she says that he, uh, she told the story briefly, like he had $50,000 in cash and he was going to go buy a new car. Mm -hmm. And um, he got murdered and robbed of that money. And she's like, and I can't help but think that that would have been a great commercial for Venmo. And oh, um, like... That's, That's a, a fucking a good joke. hilarious yeah, joke. It's a good joke. Horrible, right? Okay, I understand. I understand that, like, uh, it's comedy though. And she she does, and even still in there, you know, it's a big thing in the comedy world and this PC culture now that's going on. Comedy is supposed to be a place where it's no hold bars. Everything. Yeah, it's like a sacred place. Did yeah. somebody take a video or something? Uh, they it had was to. Have. It was yeah, they. It was recorded. Like, uh, oh, like I uh, don't know if it was a special or not, but there was, it was pre. Oh, it was Comedy Central. That's right. It was Comedy Central. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was it was all and um actually she she removed the video. Like it got taken down and people were apparently like uh dude, Comedy Central, aren't you going to fucking protect your comedians dude, and stuff like that? What is but offensive about Central. that? Obvious, the obvious, right? The obvious. It's not obvious to me. Come on, I mean, the, okay. what you can't joke about a the, dead the person. Thing, she the, didn't say anything about him. The offensive thing would be uh for all the people who actually loved and cared about him. That would be the offensive Well, I bet you the people that loved and but cared I, about him aren't the ones that were outraged by it. Uh, I it was a lot you. of fans. It yeah, I guarantee you. That's, what it, that's all it is. It was is. a lot of the fans. Um, but, I, but yet and still, I do feel like comedy is that sacred place where everything is. is available. Because like we said before, life is such a tragedy. Life is so hard and difficult. And comedy is such a beautiful thing. Where you can joke about anything, the darkest of things, yeah. and it still makes life better. And she's not, I don't even know her, but I know for a fact in her writing process and shit, she's not trying to offend his yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
It's like you said, the darkest shit is the funniest shit. There's there's like specific comedians that Jesus. when something bad happens, they're the first ones to comment on it. And like Yeah, right. You know That's comedy is joke, not right? for those people who get offended by no, that. No, it's not. Like, dude, if a comedian could say anything like you know, about whatever dark stuff I have gone through, like they could throw that in there, and I'm, I'm, maybe it won't be funny, right? Because like it, it does hit a deep spot or something like that. But I would never be like think they're doing it like malicious. But we're yeah. fans of comedy, and I That's guarantee true. you, the people that are offended aren't fans of comedy, right? Most likely. That's bullshit. But uh, dude, honestly, great fucking joke. It is, and it's just like you know, it's annoying to be a fan of comedy and like you know they're starting to strip away these things and like you know some people are outed uh for something as small like as a joke and then it takes away from their like income it takes away from like the shit that they're oh, trying yeah. to build people's careers get ruined yeah all Easy. over a joke Easy. like i don't know the same people that are getting offended and stuff, like behind closed doors when the camera's not on them and shit, like they're making like fucked up jokes. Yeah. Or like thinking messed up thoughts or whatever. Like I don't I'm not with this whole like people getting offended by stuff like I don't know. It's PC culture, man. Yeah, a lot of it's PC no culture, sense. a lot of it's oversensitivity or hypersensitivity. And I think it goes back into oh, what man. we started with. Like, they're, like, the brain is, like, building these obstacles for us to, like, go through. Like, that's all those people have to focus on. So that's why they want to focus so much onto it. There's people specifically who probably don't even know who that guy is or maybe have heard of him but yeah. don't know about his situation that are jumping on the bandwagon of outrage uh, on this lady. I, like, oh, sure, I'm sure. And then it's like it's like a team thing. Like it's cool to be part of that team. I don't know. It's yeah. It's like group it's really think. weird, man. It's that mob mentality. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Which goes back a long, a long way. But um, yeah. So there was that. Yeah. That occurred. That occurred in the comedy world. Have you seen any um, any new specials? No. No. I was I started watching I saw the Kevin Hart one finally. Uh which was funny. Was it? Uh com, like Kevin Hart it's has Kevin some Hart, man. has some amazing specials. So compared to like you know, his early ones, I don't think it was as good. It was still very funny. Um but not his best one. Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. Did you hear about Eddie Murphy? What about him? He's I, I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's actually true, but uh uh, close to closing a $70 million Netflix special. Dude, I hope so, man. Can you imagine, like, being somebody who, you know, came up just like you and me, probably, like, just building yourself up in your individual craft so much so that you secure an individual deal that's it's crazy worth that much money? It's crazy. That's got to be the kind of thing that, like, even inspires comedians i mean obviously not everybody's at that level but no dude, definitely like, oh my god if you listen to the, like you know when the interview i was listening with dave Chappelle, they were like you know at one point in his career 
there was a chance that he could have never worked again. People like were like, "Are you kidding me? You walked away from fifty million dollars from Comedy Central, yeah. like, like you know this guy's a this guy's crazy." Like, and you know, in his point of view, what he was doing was standing up for something that he believes in, right. and by doing that, he took a huge risk of fifty million dollars. Yeah. And then fast forward years later, he signed a fifty or sixty million dollar deal with Netflix right. for two specials that he had already recorded. All he did was give it to them. Yeah. Um, and that's it's fire. like, that's like a triumphant story of like, you know, they, they said, how could you walk away from that? And then just sticking to his guns, believing in his shit, right. staying, working at his craft. And then he signs a deal even bigger uh, to do something even more simple than a show like that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's wild stuff, man. All, you know, all this stuff is so inspiring. Just understanding that like you're in control the stuff that we're talking about, about doing a little comedy set here or like, you know, if if you were a musician still, you could do your own interview. Like, right. Yep. The, just the power of knowing that like you're in control and you can create content without a huge network backing right. you and all that stuff. Like it's so cool. Like now when people like talk to me about stuff, I'm like, dude, do, do a YouTube channel. Like mm-hmm. do – uh something like you know if you're a a cook like i told tyree like yo like make a show out of that like you know like we're all our own little producers and stuff yep just gotta have the gotta have the balls to take the leap and yeah that's the persistence to just stick with it fuck yeah and execute the fuck out of that thing and we're two examples of Going after something. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we inspire you to go after what you like and what you believe in. So ladies and gentlemen at home and abroad, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Uh, this is episode 7 with your boy Mr. West and Mr. Bass here on Stop the Ship. Always a pleasure. If you enjoyed it, leave a subscribe, maybe a comment, maybe a like if you're on iTunes or Spotify. Maybe rate this thing. Or share it. If you enjoy it. Or share it. That'd be much appreciated also. We'll throw you up on our IG story. Yeah, we'll throw you up on that IG story and uh, we'll get a little mug with your face on it. Send us in a picture. You know, maybe we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know. All right, that's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good week. Peace.